This episode is presented by Minnesota's very own Ticket King. For tickets for an upcoming game or concert, visit TicketKingOnline.com or a quick link from the 1500ESPN.com sports calendar page. TicketKingOnline.com, 612-341-4141. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. This is information not being reported by anyone else. You want the scoop? Here it is with Darren Doogie Wolfson. This summer cold is kicking my behind. I am very much like, well, who knows? Maybe we'll wait and see how Conor McGregor does on Saturday. But I think I'm very much like Conor McGregor is going to feel late Saturday into Sunday after his match against Floyd Mayweather. But the show must go on. This is Scoop Podcast episode number 91. Number 90 was taped earlier in the week. With all interviews, we're trying this for at least the near future, maybe long term. We'll wait and see on that. But the idea is I'll do an interviews podcast, then I'll do a podcast where I just empty out my notebook on the Wolves, the Vikings, the Gophers, the Twins, and so on. So Scoop Podcast episode 90 was taped earlier this week. Had fun conversations with Tori Hunter. He's always entertaining on his involvement in the Garcia trade and the Kinsler trade. His role with the Twins, his broadcasting for the Twins. We got into a bunch with Tory Hunter. Then Richard Patino, Gophers head coach, he sat down with us for 25 minutes, so we touched on everything Gophers basketball related. Then we got to know new Wolves wing Marcus George's Hunt, signed to a partial guaranteed deal, maybe as an outside chance to stick on the opening 15-man roster. Come late October, actually mid-October, right? It's mid-October when the Wolves open up against the San Antonio Spurs, then the home opener against Ricky Rubio and Utah is October 20th. And we will start with Wolves Notes, but first, love for the sponsor of the Scoop Podcast, Vine Park Brewery. Online, vinepark.com. They are now offering $7 tours of their brewery in St. Paul. That $7 includes a free flight or pint plus Hagee's Pizza. So see how they make their beer, see how they make their root beer, The wines that they have, you can see it all. They are on West 7th Street between 35E and downtown St. Paul, a central location. So if you're interested at all in the making of beer, go watch how they make their beer. You pay the 7 bucks, so you watch them make their beer. Then you get a free flight or a pint plus Higgy's Pizza. That's a pretty good deal. Remember that Vine Park is the only brewery in the Midwest where you can brew your own beer and make your own wine on their equipment with their help. Vine Park has been the fun place to brew your own beer and make your own wines since 1995. Plus, if you don't have an interest in making your own beer, go in and pick up one of their growlers. They have all sorts of good flavors, pale ales, IPAs, brown ales. Porters, Stouts, Lagers, Pilsners, Box, and Wheats. Trust me, their beer is very tasty. If you're a beer aficionado like me, you will enjoy Vine Park's offerings. Here's what I'm going to do. I did four hours with Judd Zolgad on 1500 ESPN on Wednesday. The beginning of the 11 a.m. hour, we did a mini scoop segment. I will replay that segment because a lot of what I said on Wednesday on 1500 ESPN It's still applicable right now, but then I have some other Wolves notes I will unleash after this segment that I play. But again, this is from the Wednesday Mackey and Judd show. Phil Mackey was off, so I was in with Judd Zolgad, so that will be the other voice. So it's my voice, it's Judd Zolgad's voice, talking pretty much, I think it was all Wolves, I'm trying to recall. I think it was all Wolves 
for that first segment of the 11 a.m. hour. So I am replaying that segment because there's a bunch of notes that, again, apply to the Scoop podcast. Here you go. I want a scoop, baby. Scoop, scoop, baby. Okay, ordinarily this happens for one segment when uh, Dukes comes upstairs from uh, Channel 5 Eyewitness News Fine Sports Department to join us and give a scoopage. But today you are the co-host sitting in for Phil Mackey. But nonetheless, you cannot be quieted from a scoop segment. And you have promised me not just an ordinary scoop segment, but a Wolves-centric scoop. So the floor is yours, Darren Doogie Wilson. Well, things will ramp up very soon. I mean, keep in mind, the NBA schedule is moved up by, what, two, two and a half weeks. Yep. So the Wolves, I don't have the exact date. I should actually find out. I could find out, I guess. It's okay. But training camp starts in three-ish weeks or so. Mm -hmm. So it's about this time that you're starting to put pressure on some of these free agents that you're hoping will take the veteran minimum. So in the Wolves' case, those guys would be Shabazz Muhammad and... Dante Cunningham. Now, they've had some recent dialogue with Anthony Morrow, Mike Dunleavy Jr. There's other guys, Tony Allen. But my understanding is, in a perfect world, Mm -hmm. their top two priorities, guys that have official offers, are Shabazz Muhammad and Dante Cunningham. Now, Tibbs told us a number of weeks ago, I think it was after adding Jamal Crawford, he was still looking to add two wings plus a point guard. They've had some dialogue on some point guards. I've not heard of any official offers yet to a point guard, but an Aaron Brooks or a C.J. Watson. Aaron Brooks would be the guy I would keep an eye on. Adding a point guard is also something I think that still happens. Mm-hmm. But right now it seems like they are prioritizing the wing. Now, in Dante Cunningham's case, you know he plays a lot of four, plays a lot of power forward. But he shot the ball well last year for New Orleans. He can guard some small forwards. He can also play the power forward position, but if you're thinking, well, Tibbs wants a wing, why does he want Dante Cunningham? It's because they feel like he has enough position flexibility. Plus, if you can get Dante Cunningham for the minimum, you take him. If you can get Shabazz Muhammad for the minimum, you take him. Now on Shabazz. Shabazz really went into the market the wrong year, didn't he? Yes. Last year he would have made a killing somewhere. Well, he turned down a lot of money. That's when he was with agent Rob Palenka, who is now the Lakers general manager. (laughs) That's now, right. he could Magic's have stayed guy. with Palenka's agency, Landmark Sports. That's what Tyus Jones did. Yeah. Decides to switch to LeBron James's guy, Rich Paul. Who knows what promises were made by Rich. But Shabazz Muhammad has now fired Rich Paul. He is on the verge of hiring Ron Shade of Octagon. But I'm not quite sure whether it's Rich Paul, Ron Shade. You're not getting him more than the minimum. Who has salary cap space right now? Now, you can be a little bit patient. Does Carmelo Anthony eventually move in some three-team multiplayer deal where some team opens up cap space? I guess it's possible. If you're Shabazz Muhammad, you can get the minimum whenever you want. Much like Dante Cunningham. There are teams that might have the 15 guaranteed contracts that would eat money, would cut a guy to be able to sign a Shabazz Muhammad or Dante Cunningham if they would take the veteran minimum. But you can only be patient for so long. At some point, you want some sort of stability. You would like to know where you'll play this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. So the Wolves are trying on Shabazz. They want Shabazz Muhammad back. They want Dante Cunningham back. They've had guys reach out to Shabazz. My sense right now is Shabazz ends up elsewhere. 
whether it's in Chicago. I mean, if you look at Chicago's roster, he could play a lot for Fred Hoiberg. He needs to go Does somewhere. Tibbs even like him that much to play him, though. If he comes I back, I think that's here, the Tibbs question. Play him? I mean, you need some depth. Tibbs didn't trust him last year, as far as I could tell. Correct. That's why I get the sense that he goes elsewhere. Now, the one thing the Wolves can dangle is if they re-sign him. The way I understand it from a number of league people is the Wolves would get Shabazz's bird rights back. They renounced his bird rights. What that means is they can go over the cap right. to retain him, so they could sign him to a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Then next summer, they could go over the cap. They'll be over the cap anyway with all these contracts. But then they have his bird rights. They can sign him to a good money deal, even though they're over the cap. So they could, you can't put that in writing. Right. But there could be some verbal don't, no, don't back put, and no, forth. No, no, oh, Glenn yeah, Taylor, no. don't put it in writing. <laughs> You'll get caught. <laughs> they learned Adam their lesson Silver on will that. suspend everybody. But then do you really want to pay Shabazz well, Muhammad right. a ton of money next summer? What does it mean? Uh, explain this because it's a, it's a pretty, it's got buzz going behind it and it's a fairly big story. Andrew Wiggins fires his agent. Which I think the first time people saw that, if they're probably not following this closely, they think, oh my gosh, this whole Max deal with the Wolves might blow up. What does it mean, ultimately, that he has decided in the midst of the negotiations, basically being done, I should say, that he made this move? If anything. I mean, does it affect anything important? Other than his next contract? Nothing important. Maybe the perception of Wiggins. I don't think it reflects well on Wiggins himself. But the fans don't care. His family, but I don't think fans Fans really care care about about that. Here's what fans care about. Is Andrew Wiggins still signing the five-year max offer? The Wolves have presented that to him. Yes, that's the question. Is he signing the five-year $148 million extension? Yes. The answer is undoubtedly yes. You don't turn down $148 million. And in fact, didn't Woj report that that contract was actually sent to uh, Bill Duffy, his his now Mm ex-agent, and Wiggins, Mm -hmm. and that now they can't be signed clearly until there's a new agent in place. But the contract is done, right? The contract is, yeah, I mean, there's not much of a negotiation when you're you're offering the max. But but I guess this means Glenn Glenn had the heart-to-heart. And Andrew looked deep into Glenn's eyes and said, I promise to try really hard. Which is possible. I don't know. I can work on that. But yes, presumably because Glenn laid that all out to our mutual friend, John Krasinski, that he wanted to have this face-to-face with Andrew Wiggins. Yes, presumably because the contract offer has been extended in paperwork, that yes, that conversation did take place, Wiggins with Taylor. Now, he doesn't necessarily have to sign the contract with a new agent in place. Now, there's a 15-day... Buffer. You can't officially hire a new agent for 15 days. The way it's been explained to me is, look for Wiggins to use an independent attorney, a non-agent, just to go over the language in the contract. Does he think he's not going to have to pay Duffy a big percentage of this? That will be the fight. Now He's not that naive, right? I don't know how you escape that. To me, Bill Duffy did all the legwork. It's too far down the road. Bill Duffy gets that commission. He earned... Those millions of dollars in commission? I hope he doesn't think he is outsmarting a system here, because he's not. Well, I think it's his and dad, it's others. I mean, Andrew, Andrew, Wiggins, isn't, Andrew isn't thinking that himself. Okay, but you can't, like, anybody who's advising him that, okay, now drop Duffy and you're not going to have to pay him the full percentage is crazy. I would agree, but I think they will try to fight that fight. But yeah, in the end, to me, Bill Duffy earned the commission, which is going to be on a $148 million deal, millions of dollars. I don't know how a judge would side with Wiggins 
and his family. You have to side with Bill Duffy. He did all the legwork. But this isn't that tough. If you want, if you're the Wiggins camp and you don't want to pay Duffy, then you got to cut Duffy out or or any agent out before you begin the negotiations. Correct. You can't have them take this whole thing down the path. Of, That's where it's a bit goofy. But again, I don't know if fans care about that. But I heard no. That I just Wiggins... no. I just hope for the, no. But it would show a it would show a a lack of smarts on the part of the camp that could ultimately be important in the long run here. Well, I think there's some truth to that. That's concern. That's that's the type of stuff. And I know fans yeah. are like, oh, who cares, Judd? Who cares? You're worrying about something that shouldn't be worried about. Once again, I'll tell you this: teams are paid to worry. And teams are paid to make assessments on their players. I mean, when Thad Levine said our veteran players after we traded Garcia and Kinsler sort of rallied around this and decided that we're going to try and continue to play hard and win games, that's an important window into people. And if people make dumb decisions or they listen to people, and we've seen this in football dudes a lot, basketball, if you're around a camp that makes dumb decisions, Adrian Peterson, ultimately that can be a big deal. So there's a lot of so I'm just if they really think that they're going to take it this far down the path, have Duffy do the contract and then say, "Bill, we'll see you later." No percentage for you. They're idiots. The timing is goofy. I mean, I don't think anybody can dispute that. Whether it's a dumb decision, I guess, is subjective. Depending on what this new agent. Now I'm told that Wiggins. Now this might be four weeks from now, eight weeks from now. It may not just be the 15 days, but when Wiggins hires a new agent. By the way, you don't fire an agent. Without a new agent in place. So whatever this buffer oh, is, this yeah. 15 days, yep. you're not just randomly firing an agent with no plan in place. Andrew Wiggins knows who his new agent will be. We may just not know publicly, although I have a sense of who it is, but we may not know publicly for a number of months. They may not officially file the paperwork with the Players Association for a long time, but he knows who he is signing with. This new agent, there's a good chance... I'm led to believe that this new agent promised a bunch of stuff to Wiggins' dad, who's heavily involved. We don't talk about Wiggins' dad much, but Wiggins' dad is heavily involved. I promise you that. Also, I don't know this, but it's possible that the new agent said, okay, normally you would pay me 4%, pay me 2%, because what I can gather is his new agent, the likely new agent... Works for this big United States agency. Yeah. He's looking to branch off and start his own agency. Okay. So if you have Andrew Wiggins as your number one client, mm-hmm. that's a good starting point for starting your own agency. Sure. But I'm just telling yeah. you, my sense is that will still be a number of weeks away. This might be December or January by the time we hear mm-hmm. of Andrew Wiggins officially hiring a new agent. But you don't fire Bill Duffy without a plan in place. But I'm just telling you. Wiggins' dad, maybe other family members are also being taken care of in this in this situation. Again, those last 11 minutes were from Wednesday's Mackey and Judd show when I sat in for Phil Mackey. That was the start of the 11 a.m. hour. Now some follow-ups. I said presumably the Taylor and Wiggins face-to-face meeting had occurred. Well, stupid of me to presume anything. Following up on that, I can tell you no. My understanding is as of Friday morning, the 25th of August. That meeting has not taken place. But yes, Bill Duffy was sent a copy of a straight five-year deal. That was what Bill Duffy was negotiating. It did not have an opt-out after year four. It was a straight five-year deal for $148 million. Guys just don't turn down the max off of their rookie deal. So when Wiggins officially hires his new agent, although he probably will have an independent attorney go over the language of the extension, and the new agent will come into place 
sometime in the next handful of weeks or months, nobody is advising him, even on background, you know, even if you're not his official agent, nobody is advising Andrew Wiggins to turn down five years, $148 million. The Wolves still await word from Dante Cunningham and Shabazz Muhammad. I hear the Celtics reached out on Dante Cunningham. I know the Raptors have also reached out on Dante Cunningham. The Raptors would love to have Dante Cunningham for the veteran minimum, much like the Wolves, much like a lot of teams. The issue is he can wait. He can still wait. I mean, heck, maybe some team creates cap space. They can pay him more than the minimum. There is no rush for a Dante Cunningham or Tony Allen or even a Shabazz Muhammad to sign. Now, I'm told Shabazz has some interest in Boston. Doesn't sound like that interest is being reciprocated. I know the Celtics reached out on Andrew Bogut. You know, I mentioned they reached out on Dante Cunningham. They have some interest in Tony Allen. I think the Celtics to fill out their roster, and maybe they don't end up with anybody. They have Shane Larkin. They have some other guys. So no guarantee the Celtics sign anybody, but I think they prioritize other guys before they have interest in Shabazz Muhammad. Former Indiana University assistant Tim Buckley hired as a Wolves scout. He will scout the collegiate ranks. Signs still point to John Lucas III being involved with the Wolves or the G League affiliate in Iowa in some capacity, not on the court more in some sort of coaching or intern capacity. Just look for John Lucas III to be involved. Before we get to some Twins notes, one more sponsor of the Scoop podcast. It is Camp Zero Coolers. Camp-Zero.com online. Again, Camp-Zero.com. Use the promo code SCOOP for $10 off of your order. Why can't reliable, cool-looking products also be affordable? Well, they asked the same question. As brothers and business partners, they, as in Camp Zero Coolers, have traveled the world. The owners of Camp Zero Coolers have traveled the world over the last 30 years, developing and sourcing products to make outdoor living easier. Their philosophy is simple. Offer ruggedly cool outdoor products that are affordable and, most importantly, designed to withstand the rigors of the outdoors. Whether you're headed to camp, hunt, fish, tailgate, or just a family picnic, Camp Zero branded products will always have your back. Again, the website, it is camp-zero.com for some really cool-looking coolers. Twins notes, I'm told, no interest in Trevor Plouffe, the former twin DFA'd by Tampa the other day. No twins interest in a reunion with Trevor Plouffe. Melvin Upton, the former BJ Upton, he was with the Giants in their minor league system. He was at AAA, opted out of his contract. He's hoping to land with some sort of winner. Anyway, his camp reached out to the Twins. They said, hey, Minnesota, you have some interest in Melvin Upton? The Twins said, no, absolutely not. I'm Miguel Sano, as we talked about a few days ago on 1500 ESPN. The likelihood is he will need more than the 10 days. So he's on the 10-day DL With that chin injury, the likelihood is he will need more than 10 days to return to the Twins lineup. Also, Jason Castro, here would be the good news on the injury front when analyzing, you know, the severity of concussions. His isn't as bad as it could have been, so there is a chance that he is back after his seven-day stint on the concussion DL. Still no talks with Paul Molitor on an extension. I know his agent, John Boggs. Would have some interest in engaging the Twins front office in some back and forth, but the Twins don't have any interest. Those talks will ramp up in early October, but still, you know, the fact that the Twins won't engage him, you know, him being Molly, him being Molly's agent, John Boggs, and any sort of back and forth 
You know, unless the Twins make the playoffs, it might be hard for my guy Molly to retain his job. As Thad Levine said with me on 1500 ESPN on Wednesday, a regular here on the Scoop Podcast as well. I'm sure we'll have him on again real soon. It is really hard to make trades because the teams right below them are putting in blocks left and right. Teams like the Royals, the Mariners, the Angels, the Orioles, these teams, the Rangers. These teams are putting in blocks, the Blue Jays. So it's hard for the Twins to make a trade, but they're still on the lookout for pitching, maybe even a bat, especially with all these injuries. So they still have a few days, but as of Wednesday, nothing was remotely close on the Twins trade front. The Twins had all their heavy hitter scouts, Mike Radcliffe, Darren Johnson, scouting director Sean Johnson, watch the USA Under-18 trials all week here in the Twin Cities. They had some games over at Seabird Field. They had some workouts in Chaska. They played a couple games at Target Field. In fact, I think there's another one here either on, I'm recording this on Friday the 25th, either today or maybe it's Saturday the 26th. But anyway, all the Twins heavy hitters scouting the USA under 18 trials because there are, in the words of one of the Twins officials, 6-12 first round picks here this week. Royce Lewis was on this team last year, for example. It was about this time, shortly after the game at Petco Park in San Diego, and then those next few weeks where Royce Lewis really took off, really put himself into the conversation to be the first overall pick. So this is about the time that, you know, things start to ramp up when it comes to the 2018 draft. I've heard the Teddy Bridgewater rumors, much like a lot of you, that he's close to being activated or maybe even got some sort of medical clearance late last week. But I was over at Winter Park on Friday. He is still rehabbing off to the side. But yes, Teddy Bridgewater is making incredible progress. But the Vikings still, as I've said for a number of weeks, the Vikings still are, I would say, of the mindset that he will start the season on the physically unable to perform list. But he is making progress. I can't stress that enough. Sheree Floyd, by the way, is also making really good progress. You think about, you know, heck, a lot of us thought maybe his career would be over after he suffered nerve damage after a surgery last year. I mean, what are the chances of suffering nerve damage? But Sheree Floyd is working very hard. And he's looking good. He's another guy, though, that inevitably will start the year on some sort of inactive list, physically unable to perform list. He is not ready to play, but just a name to remember. The Vikings were never in on free agent offensive lineman Austin Pastor. He did sign with the Atlanta Falcons recently. I was asked a lot about him and why he was still available. Pretty good offensive lineman for the Browns last year, but the Vikings never inquired. Also, their interest in Tremaine Brock. You saw the contract he signed with Seattle. It doesn't blow you away. The Vikings' interest in Tremaine Brock was always overstated. I think they made a due diligence phone call. Nothing beyond that. Steven Weatherly continues to have a good preseason, a good camp. One of those forgotten guys along the defensive line. We talk a lot about Tayshaun Bauer. But don't forget about Steven Weatherly. Ben Gideon, by the way, continues to impress. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman spent some time on Friday morning breaking down the offensive line, specifically center and guard play, they continue to be impressed, I hear, with Pat Elfline. I will be surprised if Pat Elfline is not the Vikings starting center on September 11th against the Saints at U.S. Bank Stadium. Also, nothing really going on on the free agent front, but I do expect the Vikings to be active. They will work deep into the night of September 2nd when all those guys hit the waiver wire. I can see the Vikings making a move come September 3rd, maybe even multiple moves.
The Wild will open up training camp. Well, media day will be on September 14th. The first day of practice will be September 15th, so I guess the official start of training camp, September 15th. Then September 16th, the Wild will have an open practice at XL Energy Center. That's also the morning that single-game tickets go on sale. All right, let's get to high school football slash gophers football. And I think that will pretty much wrap up this podcast. If you need your Gophers basketball fix, Scoop Podcast Episode 90. I talked to Richard Patino on so many different fronts. On the high school recruiting front, Bryce Benhart of Lakeville North, stud junior offensive lineman, class of 2019. There are some rumors of him maybe not finishing his high school career at Lakeville North. Just rumors right now. You know, heck, there were the rumors about Matthew Hurt. We talked about that on a recent Scoop podcast about Matthew Hurt leaving Rochester John Marshall. You know, would he end up at Creighton? Would he end up at Apple Valley? Well, he ended up right back at Rochester John Marshall. So just a wait and see. But that's what we do here in the Scoop podcast. I get sent a bunch of notes. Hey, some things I dig deep on. Other things I say, hey, I'll take a wait and see approach. Maybe I'll just throw it out on the podcast. I'll follow up on a future podcast. This is one of those instances I have not followed up. But Bryce Benhart of Lakeville North, I think at least exploring the possibility of playing at a prep school before he enters college. We, and when I say we, we as in the Channel 5 Sports Department, will be with Quinn Carroll, Edina 2019 stud offensive lineman on Saturday morning. Edina scrimmaging against, I know Becker is a part of that scrimmage, Holy Angels, a lot of high school football teams are scrimmaging on Saturday morning, the 26th of August. Anyway, on Quinn Carroll, he has an offer from Alabama. I mean, that says it all. He is the most recruited high school football player in Minnesota since Chantrell Henderson at Creighton a number of years ago. Now, Carter Coughlin had an Ohio State offer, had an Oregon offer. Carter Coughlin, coming out of Eden Prairie, had a very impressive offer list. And now he's a good player for the Gophers. But Quinn Carroll's offer list blows that one away. When you've got Florida State after you, when you've got multiple SEC schools, including Alabama after you, you are at the top of any list. Anyway, Quinn Carroll will go to the Oklahoma-Ohio State game on September 9th. Also in the next few weeks, I'm told he will visit UCLA, USC, and he will absolutely get to Notre Dame Sometime in October, he does have a good relationship with P.J. Fleck. The Gophers are pushing hard, but he's going to keep an open mind. He is not ready to commit anywhere anytime soon. Notre Dame would be a school, though, to surely keep an eye on if he decides he doesn't want to stay and play for his hometown team. The Gophers football team had a camp out at TCF Bank Stadium on Tuesday night, four guys to a tent. They did s'mores. They played basketball. They had movies on the big screen. The idea was for guys to bond. You know, Shannon Brooks told me on Friday he did not bunk up or tent up with a bunch of running backs. They divided all the running backs up, so he ended up staying with a defensive lineman, with a linebacker, and I believe an offensive lineman. Anyway, that was the idea. Mix the guys up. Connor Rhoda and Demry Croft still have not been told who will get that first snap on Thursday against Buffalo. Tracy Clay's back in the news, penning the letter to the two local newspapers. We, we as in Channel 5 again, we tried to get an interview with him. He has been advised by his agent and by his attorney not to do any verbal interviews. He wanted that letter to speak for itself. We could have tracked down the letter, but he sent it to the two newspaper outlets. Didn't need to track that down. Figured, hey, let's hear from Tracy. Let's hear it in his own words. But he has been told not to do any interviews. Part of that could be what Jim Carter told me. On 1500 ESPN on Wednesday, the former gopher great, the former Green Bay Packer, 
Jim Carter hinted at the possibility of a lawsuit, a Tracy Clay's lawsuit. The P.J. Fleck Show on ESPNU, the fourth and final installment earlier this week, locally did a .5 rating. So that's about 8,000 households, give or take 9,000 households here in the Twin Cities. Certainly not elite numbers, but let me give you some context. The 7.30 to 8 o'clock time slot here in the Twin Cities on ESPNU did squiggly lines, did a 0.0. So there was no base to work off of. So to go from a 0 to a 0.5 at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night, that is pretty good. So not bad for P.J. Fleck. Then P.J. Fleck's local TV show debuted on Thursday on Fox 9, 6.30 to 7 o'clock. I can tell you 6.30 to 7 o'clock, the show actually finished fifth, fifth over the air. So we're talking Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 9, Channel 11, Channel 45, Channel 29, Channel 23. Of all those channels, the P.J. Fleck show came in fifth among all households. Then you boil down the demographics. People 25 to 54, it came in at a three-way tie with a .6. When I say all households, the rating was just over a 1. It was like a 1-1 one, one or a 1-2. Actually, Big Bang Theory beat that. But then people 25 to 54, the most important demographic that advertisers use, people 25 to 54, it came in third, tied for third with a point six. Then with men 25 to 54, it also tied for third. One other note was out at Minicata Country Club on Friday morning. They are hosting over the next week. The U.S. Senior Amateur Championship had a chance to catch up with Jeff Teal, the former Gophers hockey player. He is playing in his first Senior Amateur Championship. I wish Jeff all the best. Cool story. I mean, by day, he's an insurance guy in Chanhassen, lives in Excelsior, you know, but he plays. He plays pretty competitively. He's over 55. He was able to qualify a couple weeks ago at Wyzetta Country Club for the U.S. Senior Amateur Championship. Now he gets to play over the next few days at Minicata in the U.S. Senior Amateur Championship. Really cool story. That does it for Scoop Podcast episode 91. Just me pretty much emptying out the notebook. I will be back next week. I know for sure I'll have Gophers football commitment Josh Ani. Joel Maturi is scheduled to join next week. May end up catching up with the Twins bosses, Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. May catch up with Don Lucia. So I've got all sorts of things written down. Plus, we need to have Jamal Crawford on at some point again in the very near future. Thank you again to Scoop Podcast sponsor, Vine Park Brewery. They right now are offering $7 tours of their brewery. That $7 also includes a free flight or pint, plus Heggie's Pizza. For more information, vinepark.com. Vine Park Brewery right off of West 7th Street in St. Paul. For more not only can you go to the website, vinepark.com, but check them out on Twitter at vine underscore park underscore brew. Scoop Podcast episode 91 is in the books.